what is off the groove? It means you've blown the line or you're pushing the limits a little bit too far or just maybe you might be looking for a faster way around the racetrack. Off the Groove with Scotty Dubler. Last Saturday night, I had a great time at the World Championship Ice Racing Series in Sioux City, Iowa. Top three were Josh Shoup, who is the defending champion, Jake Mattai with a close second, and Austin Greenland finished up in the third spot. A rough night for Jeremy Orr, ended up on the ground about three times, didn't even make the main event. Better luck for him later on. Also at the ice race, I discovered this kid named Tyler Allen. He's a quad guy, and man, he sure is fast. So remember that name. If you like quads and you like quads going fast and turn left, Tyler Allen. Keep your eyes on him. I love this series. It's been a lot of fun. I've got to go to two of them this year, and I'm looking forward to checking out more events later on in December. Earlier this week, there was an announcement, a multi-year agreement with E3 Spark Plugs to be the official spark plug of American Flat Track. Also announced earlier this week, Johnny Lewis will be riding select events with Richie Morris Racing. I'm hoping to catch up with Johnny next week on Off the Groove. Tonight, it's finally here, Flat Out Friday. You can watch it live on Harley-Davidson's Facebook page. 6 p.m. Central Time is the live pre-show, and the race will start at 7 p.m. Again, that's Central Time Zone. Man, how cool is that to get a phone call from Harley-Davidson Motor Company? Am I the luckiest guy on earth or what? Two weeks from today, I'll be down in Savannah, Georgia for the All-Star Race with a brand new track layout. The track in Savannah is always super fast. It's kind of a shakedown race. Some of these riders haven't taken a green flag since Paris last year. Some are working with new equipment and new teammates and new crew members for the very first time. It's really going to be the first time I get to feel what to expect for the 2018 season. This week's guest will not only be testing his setup for 2018, but possibly for 2019. He'll be rocking that number one plate all year long as the defending singles champion, Colby Carlisle. Hello? Hey, Scotty. The Flying Tomato, is that you? Me. What, what's going on, man? What have you been up to? Uh, I just got back from freezing cold North Dakota yesterday. What the heck were you doing in North Dakota? Uh, seeing my puppy and my girlfriend. You keep your puppy in North Dakota? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He tries to That's... bite me, so he's... I shipped him off far away for a little while till he grows up. <laughs> I got you. So uh, it's pretty cold up there. So you're glad to be back in Phoenix. Oh yeah, more than glad. It was like negative twenty one day up there, so I really didn't get to do much. Just kind of worked out, worked out inside the house a little bit, and then watch movies. <laughs> so I saw you out there riding bicycles today. Is that is that your uh, main form of training? Uh, no, no, I've got a trainer here in Phoenix and, uh, I go mountain biking pretty regularly, but that was just getting hyped up for this interview. Had to run to Starbucks real quick. Nice. I like it. So uh, now you're all hopped up on some caffeine for off the groove. I love it. So, uh, you've, you've mentioned Phoenix a couple of times. Uh, are you living out there full time or is it just in the winter or what's going on with that? Uh, it's been the whole winter, you know, I came out here in November, right at the end of October, November. And I've been out here ever since I went home once for Christmas, but other than that, I've been here. It's so the weather's unreal here, you know, it's 70, 80 degrees every day. So it's kind of hard to beat that. And then, you know, with all the stuff going on, the city's big. So there's 
different places to eat and motocross tracks, mountain biking trails, and quite a few flat tracks I can ride here weekly. Queens Creeks, I think the only thing I've seen out there posted recently, do you get to ride a flat track bike a lot? Yeah, I've been riding uh, definitely either every other week or once a week here. There's a track called AKA Speedway on uh, the northwest side of town that I've gone to, and they've treated me really well there, and they allow me to ride, which is awesome. I definitely appreciate that, and that track, man, that's got to be one of the most fun tracks I've ridden. It's just this cool little groove, kind of like Lodi, but I really enjoy getting around there, and I've learned to get around that track pretty quickly, actually. Are you riding a uh, 450, or are you riding a twin, or can you ride both of them on it? Uh, I've been riding my 450, and then, yeah, last weekend we tried to dabble on a Rotax a little bit just for fun, but uh, I ended up racing my 450, and that thing, it's just, we've got it pretty dialed in now. You know, I'm pretty happy. I was able to actually, last weekend I crashed in the heat race, and I uh, I crashed on lap one and came back and finished second in the heat race, and in the main event I lapped all the way up and almost lapped third and second place in 20 laps, so I was feeling pretty good that night. I would, I would think so. That's, that's pretty impressive. So, uh, how did, how'd you get started racing flat track Colby? Uh, that's, you know, that's the question I get asked the most and it's probably the most boring answer I have out of all the <laughs> questions I could be asked. Uh, basically there was a dealership going out of business. My dad went in there and bought the last bike they had on closeout and, uh, he never was able to race flat track as a kid and he always wanted to. And I had no clue what it was. So he built this bike for me. I learned how to use a clutch when I was 11 years old. I never rode a dirt bike before that. And I went out and I started racing at 11 years old and I've never looked back since. 11 years old. Um, that that's impressive too. I don't, I don't think that's a boring story. I think that's interesting. You know, a lot of, a lot of riders start when, you know, start riding motorcycles. I started riding a, a motorcycle with the clutch at five. So you know, it, everybody has a different story, so I don't think that's boring at all. I, I think that's pretty cool, and and your dad's been with you every step of the way, right? Yeah, my dad, my family, in a whole, has been a pivotal part of me getting to where I am now. You know, they've always, they've literally given everything they had to get me here, and now, you know, I'm kind of being able to, through my sponsors and everything, I'm able to take it on my own, which is good for them financially, but they're still going to accompany me along the way in the future, which is nice. You know, it's good to have that emotional support of my dad there now with a little less stress. Yeah. It seems like, you know, whenever I ran into you a lot, we, we hung out, you know, out at, uh, I think it was Castle Rock. You broke your collarbone and, and instead of going home to get it fixed, you stuck around and, and watched and learned from the, the races and the tracks that we went to, uh, I thought that was pretty cool. And, and like you said, your dad's with you, you know, 100%. Uh, Mom has to stay home and work and, and run the, the helmet shop, right? Yeah, you know, um, me and my dad, you know, we've done so many miles over the years racing from, you know, back when I was 11 years old till now that I'm 20. We've driven across the country countless times. We spent so much time together. We've loved each other, fought each other a little bit. You know, it's a, it's a family thing that happens when you're spending that much time together. But I wouldn't change any of it. You know, it's, it's been great experience with my dad and these are memories I'll have forever. And yeah, mom stays back home working our family business, being able to support us to be able to live this dream that we're doing. It's a pretty large helmet shop back in Canada, New York, you know, people travel from all Pennsylvania, New Hampshire, Vermont states everywhere to come look at all the helmets that they have. Oklahoma. I mean, are you skipping me? I mean, I, I traveled from Oklahoma just to go to the helmet shop. 
That is true. You did make an appearance at my house once. I was not prepared for that. I know you're you're so giddy. I think I think you and some friends were out riding at a at a motocross track or something, and and your dad called you and you couldn't believe I was there. And you dropped everything you're doing just to come see me. So I thought that was pretty cool. And I got the full tour of the helmet shop and the the race shop and everything was pretty neat. I got I, I love checking all that stuff out. It's pretty cool. Yeah, when a superstar like you popped by in little old Canadigua, you got to drop everything. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm not a superstar. You're the superstar. <laughs> you're the you're the AFT singles champion for 2017. So uh, let's just jump right into it. 2017, you only missed one main event, and that was at Lima, Ohio. Is that one you want to forget, or is that one that built upon your season? Uh, there's there's so many emotions about that race. You know. Uh, when everyone asked me, you know, you didn't win one in 2017. I'm like, well, I would have, <laughs> I was so confident that day. I'm pretty sure when I was watching practice, I was the only kid that wasn't lifting. I mean, I, I was on it that day. I just felt amazing. And, uh, just being able to win that heat race, that four second lead in the semi and still pull away from those kids in second and third when I didn't have an exhaust on. And then they, they decided they didn't want me out there anymore. So they threw that black flag and I was, I just couldn't stop. <laughs> I kept going and going and luckily it fell off and they red flagged it and kicked me off. But yeah, yeah. I, there's a lot of emotions. I was, I was ready to win that race. I wanted to win it and I'm way more ready to go into 2018 now. Just, just to win that race or what else are you looking for in 2018? Uh, definitely the Lima race, you know, that, that just felt like I got robbed there and can't take nothing away from Parker or Kevin. They had a great battle that night, but I really feel like I had the speed and the strength to be up front running 16 laps with those guys. No problem. You kind of mentioned not letting off. Um, that's one track that I think the first time I went to it, I was, I was a lot younger and, and just walking up to turn one from the pit area and hearing the bikes, you know, the RPMs actually pick up because the rear wheel gets lighter and they, you don't even, you know, shut off the throttle. Can you ride that whole track on a 450 all the way around without letting off? Yeah, I did. I didn't, I did not let off once that day from first practice until the the semi when my bike, when I shut my bike off, I, I was riding for Parkinson, Parkinson brothers at that time. And, you know, they've got quite a bit of history at that track in particular. So I really didn't want to change it. You know, I think they've won almost every race they've signed up for there. And I was on track for that until the exhaust broke off. But, uh, yeah, things happen, I guess. Yeah. You were still dominating, you know, the exhaust was making an awful sound and then it finally came off in the middle of one and two and you ran over your own pipe. But I, I think you had that one in the bag too. So, uh, are there any other cool moments from the 2017 season that, uh, you know, on your championship run that stick out to you? Um, you know, a little adversity I had was, uh, going into Calistoga, I had zero time on these Yamaha motorcycles, which it's a completely different bike. You know, the engines backward, different frame, different everything. So I had no time on it. I went out in free practice and I think I qualified like 15th and there was only like 20, 20 some guys there that day. I'm like, Oh my God, what am I doing? This is not good. And uh, we were able to, you know, turn it around, and I was able to finish third place that night. And that that was pretty special to me. You know, me and my mechanic, we worked hard with not having any testing time on that motorcycle and being able to turn something, you know, someone else's bike into my bike and making me be able to podium from qualifying 15th. That, that's pretty cool to me. Uh, let's talk about your mechanic. How did how did you guys get put together? Was that all from Tim Estenson, or how, how did you and Andrew Butler get put together? 
Uh, yeah, me and Andrew, you know, we've we've kind of always talked for the last few years. I remember the first time I met him, we were battling at the Springfield Short Track indoor. This was quite a few years back, and he kept stuffing me, and I was getting so mad. I didn't even want to talk to the guy. <laughs> and then, but since then, you know, we've kind of always, he's helped me a little bit here and there mentally. When I was there at Charlotte, when I got my first win, he was there talking to me and there in the red flags, just trying to keep me, keep my composure and tell me I could win it. And, you know, I kind of always liked Andrew, you know, we're both young. We both work really well together. And that's kind of what you need when you're going into a scenario like this. I had the choice to pick basically any mechanic I wanted, but I didn't want anyone but Andrew on my side. That's a good story. I like that. I didn't know how all that developed, so it's good to to hear the the backside of that. You mentioned uh, just a few moments ago that you know the race you're probably looking forward to the most is Lima, just because you want some redemption. Are there any other tracks that you're really looking forward to the most? As the schedule just came out not too long ago for 2018, uh, what other ones are you looking forward to? Uh, it's hard to pinpoint one in exact, you know, I really like the TTs. I'm looking forward to Daytona. There's so much hype going right now. And, uh, I've built so much off during this off season. So I'm ready to show off what I'm, what I'm doing, what with my body and my motorcycle. So I'm, I'm looking forward to Daytona, but really all of them, you know, I'm, I think it was just about every mile last year, my bikes weren't quite up to par for what I wanted. We had so many mechanicals and it didn't make me look the best, which I wasn't super happy with. So this year, you know, I'm going into it with new bikes, new mechanics, and I'm really, I'm really happy to go out there on the miles and show off what I, I know I can do. I feel like I'm a pretty good mile rider. So I'm looking forward to those and definitely the TTs and really all of them. There's none that I can pinpoint that I'm looking forward to more than any other. So if you take Lima out of the mix, your worst finish last year was eighth and that's pretty awesome. I think, you know, consistency definitely was the the key to your championship. Uh, a lot of new faces going to be in the singles class. You got some amateurs moving up. You've got, uh, you know, Ryan Wells, you got Corey Texter going to be in the singles class this year. And then of course you got Shana, who's going to be your stiffest competition for 2018. Yeah, this year in 2018, there's just so much new stuff going on with riders dropping down to the singles class from the twins class and new amateurs moving up and even top AFT singles riders staying where they are. So in even brand switches, you know, people are switching from Hondas to Yamahas and all kinds of stuff going on. So there's definitely going to be, I don't know if it's going to be more competition. I think the level that we brought it to last year was pretty high, but you know, there's going to be a lot of good racing this year. That's all I can say. You know, Shana's she hasn't announced her plans yet. And she's always good on the miles and half miles. Ryan, he won the championship the year before me and he's riding for Shana's old team. So he's going to do well. Corey's moving down. Brandon Price is sticking around. Kevin Stollings hasn't announced his plans yet. So there's so much talent right there alone that it's going to be a great year. But, you know, last year I was on equipment that I didn't feel hundred percent comfortable on yet. I hopped on someone else's bikes to finish out the year this year I'm building brand new equipment exactly how I want it. And that I think is going to raise my level up just a good bit. I'm only worried about myself. You know, I'm, I'm confident in what I can do and my mechanics confident in what we can do. And, you know, my team believes in me, so I'm going to put a hundred percent belief into myself and think that I can go out there winning this title again. You're working on a lot of new things for 2018. Is that, is that one of the reasons you're out in Phoenix and is Andrew out there too? Or I, I saw you guys celebrated his birthday together. Um, does he get to work on bikes where he's at or, you know, how does all that work? I mean, you guys are in a lot of different locations. Yeah, no. Um, 
So Andrew's actually flying back out today. He was here for last last week for two weeks. We were working on stuff, and he's coming back today to finish everything up. And then uh, we're heading to the East Coast. But yeah, I've been in Phoenix. This is kind of where the Sing 450 race shop's been based out of for now, at least just because of the weather, it's warm here, cold on the Northeast side of the country. So we've been staying here, working on stuff and then going to the track and testing it out immediately. And you got a new teammate for 2018, Jake Johnson. So, uh, where's the twin shot based out of it? I mean, I, I know that's not your ball game, but uh, can you tell us about that? Yeah, that's actually based in Michigan with the McDermott's and yeah, it's pretty cool having a new teammate with Jake for the year. Uh, you know, he's won two championships, so that'll be interesting to see what he can do having, you know, I really don't think there's a team out there that's any better than what we have. You know, Jake's got the capability to win the championship. No doubt. He's got Yamaha's Indians and Harley Davidson's to choose from on any given day. So it's kind of hard to beat when you're not subject to one brand manufacturer. You have all three to choose from. Did you learn a lot last year from having uh, Sammy Halbert as your teammate or did you guys talk at all or did you help each other? I know you're on the same track, but two completely different motorcycles every week. So uh, tell us about your experience with Sammy Halbert. Yeah. You know, it's kind of cool having a teammate like that, especially one being so experienced. I enjoyed, I really enjoyed working with Sammy. You know, he has so much insight into racing lines, being aggressive and, that's some stuff I can learn from. And me and him did talk, you know, regularly, I'd kind of check in with him as soon as he came off the track. And sometimes he would check in with me and we'd go back and forth a little bit. And I think it did help quite a bit getting us ready for our next session out on the racetrack. That's good to to run some things by each other, especially, you know, if he just came off the racetrack or if you just came off the racetrack, you know, that the track changes all day long, every time you go out. And that's something that, you know, us flat track racers have to adapt to. It's a little bit different than road race, you know, that the track pretty much stays the same. And, and so it's, it's good to have somebody to bounce uh, ideas off of. And I think that's another reason that you and Andrew work together well, cause he used to race. So I think that helps a lot too. Don't you? Yeah, no, I, I really enjoy working with Andrew, not only because yeah, he did used to race, but with him, I can just not be quite so vocal. You know, he watches exactly what the bikes are doing and I don't always have to tell him what I want to change or what the bike's doing. He can kind of just see it and do it. And then I'm going to go out and it's almost 99% of the time better, which is awesome. And that's an angle that I really like, you know, I'm not huge. I don't know everything about bike setup. So for him to be able to watch me, watch the bike and watch the track and change things as the night goes on, that is so beneficial. Yeah, that helps a lot because it's 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 hard to communicate that sometimes with with your mechanic. But if he can see the you know what you're doing or what the bike's doing and make the the uh, proper changes, I think that's definitely a, a feather in your hat to to fall back on. I think that's going to help you out in the future. Um, future goals with uh, with Estenson and and after 2018, you thinking about moving up to the Twins, or you have to wait and see how the 2018 unfolds, or have you even thought about that far ahead? Yeah. You know, everyone thinks about that far ahead. I think you have to in a sport like this, where you want to, where you're trying to make a living at it. So my goal is definitely, you know, I want to go out there and win the title again in 2018. No one's won two pro singles championships. So that'd be cool to do for the first time ever. And I want to win. I want to podium 18 races this year. (laughs) That's pretty much my goal to start off the year. You know, podiuming everything would be, that'd be almost unreal. Right. So, uh, and then in 2019, 
I think I'd like to move up to the twins class if I'm ready. I don't ever want to have to move up and then move back down. I don't, that's just something I don't want to do. So when I move up, I want to be a hundred percent ready to stay up there and continue my career in the premier twins class. Have, have you and Tim had conversation about that? Like, would he be willing to have a two, you know, a two rider team in the twins class and would, would you drop the singles class or is that something that's, you know, not even, you're not even talk, discussing yet? Uh, we haven't specifically talked about that yet, but there is definitely preparations going on for me to, I'm riding uh twins this year to prepare for 2019. So, uh, hopefully in 2019, we'll get a little contract extension and be full time on the twins for essence in racing. In 2018, um, will you be riding like some Steve Nace all-star races or are you just basically sticking to the grad nationals or what's the plans for, for Colby? Uh, last year, you know, I really was pretty dead set on only doing grand nationals for safety reasons. You know, I didn't want to go to a local race on Friday night and break a collarbone. Like I did a few years ago, that just wasn't in the cards for me. I wanted to win the title. So, but this year, you know, I won my title. So I'm going to be spending quite a bit more time riding a twin, you know, at Steve Nace races, I'm going to be on a Indian 750 down in Savannah and Volusia half mile before Daytona. And yeah, I'm planning on riding as much as I can on the twins just to get ready for 2019. Cause that is the goal to be a premier class twins rider then. That's awesome. Have you rode the uh, FTR 750 Indian yet or Savannah be the first time? Uh, no, I haven't rode it yet. We rode it down the driveway a little bit and it felt cool, nice. but, yeah. uh, we're, we're going to do some, we're going to do some testing here shortly. I don't want to show up to Savannah and haven't ridden it yet. So, but you know, I've ridden a twin in the past and I felt really good on it. So I'm looking forward to getting back on a twin and racing it a little bit. On uh, on the number plates on the 450, you're going to have a big number one on that Indian. Uh, we'll be looking for a 36. Is that going to be right? Yeah, I don't know how that works out yet with the production twins class that AFT is running, but I'd like to have number ones on the Indian if I could, but uh, that, that'd it might be, be a sweet. 36. I don't know. Right. Yeah, right. we'll see how it goes. I'll have to find out a little more information about that, but yeah, number one on I the 450 does look good. I can tell you that. I, I I saw uh I saw on your social media that the orange number one in your leathers looks really good. It really stands out. So it's gonna be a big target for everybody to to shoot for. Yeah, and you know, everyone talks about all this pressure that you have when you get the number one plate, but you know it's the same deal for me. It's almost like it's actually there's less pressure now because I have won it already, which feels amazing. You know, they always say it's easier to do something the second time. I'm not sure if that's the case, you know, but I'm going to, I know what I have to do to win another title. I'm going to, I'm putting in more work this year than I did last year. So I'm pretty sure that's going to pay dividends here shortly. There's a new track in New York down at, uh, you know, not too far from where we've been going. It's called Weedsport. Have you had a chance to check out that racetrack? Have you seen cars race there or, or uh, what are your thoughts going into that race? Yeah, that's pretty close to my house. I think that's like 40 minutes away and uh I've never been there in person and watched any cars, but I've watched some YouTube videos of race cars getting around there and it, it looks pretty good. You know, the New York track we raced at this year and the year before it was all, it had some different kind of dirt and it was always super slippery. And I, I never felt, you know, a hundred percent comfortable there at that track. So this year we're going to be back on just normal New York clay. And I really like New York clay. Yeah, I think they, they called it some kind of synthetic dirt that they had mixed in there. So it's, it was meant to keep the dust down, but it was definitely hard for the bikes to get a hold of for sure. So it'll be cool to have a new track up there in New York close to your house. 
Uh, I've got some rapid fire questions. So just uh, give me the first thing that pops into your head. Uh, what's your favorite racetrack? Uh, Peoria. The TT or the short track? Uh, TT. All right. You go I pretty good that there this year. Yeah. You go pretty good at the Peoria short track too, don't you? I do go good there. I like that track too. Yeah. I was going to say, you got to, I got to keep you honest. You know, that's what I'm here for. Um, what's your favorite place to eat when you're out there on the road? Uh, any Mexican joint. We just hide those from the trainer. <laughs> he doesn't yeah. like to see those <laughs> in the diet plan. Yeah. I was going to say that uh, that's not part of any, any training I've ever heard of. So, uh, what's your funniest moment from 2017? I have no clue. <laughs> Um, you know, just traveling around with my mechanic and my dad there. Oh, Buffalo Bill. It's a little bit of an inside story, but, uh, that was probably the funniest moment I had all year. Buffalo Bill. Uh, was that up in South Dakota or you going to elaborate a little bit? <laughs> just, just tease us a little bit. Yeah, we'll elaborate a little bit. We were working on bikes all day in South Dakota and all my dad wanted to do was go out and look at the Buffalo in the custard state park. And we told him we didn't have time and, he just un- unhooked the van and took off and left us with the trailer <laughs> working on the bikes alone for the day. So, uh, yeah, he stormed off. He was pretty fired up. But when he came back, man, he was in like, it just perfect, ne- perfectly happiness with him. Well, he just might've needed a little break from Colby. Maybe just, he just needs a little time hanging out with the Buffalo. Yeah. Buffalo bill. That's his new name. I, I like it. So, uh, Here's a tough one for you. If you were in charge of the AFT series, what is uh, one thing you would change? Uh, the format. I don't like, I don't like the new format we have. I think it, I mean, it's entertaining for the fans in a sense, but to race the heat races, which are qualifying races and then go out there and do a semi race, another qualifying race. That's just, you know, look at Supercross, the most successful dirt bike sport in the world. It, uh, they went to the heat semi format and it didn't really work. So now they're back to just heat LCQ main event. And I think, I think our sport needs to take that step and go back and do that again. Yeah. I think, you know, the, 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 the reasoning behind that, I think is just to have the stars on the racetrack more, but I, I agree with you. I'm, I'm like the old school. Let's do a heat race. If you don't make it out of the heat race, let's do a semi and, and then go straight to the main. So I, I like that too. Um, let's go back to Supercross just a little bit. Do you have a favorite rider that you follow, uh, you know, in the sport or do you just, uh, like all the riders or how does that work out? Yeah, I like Justin Barsha on the new Yamaha ride he's got this year. You know, he's, he kind of had to go out there and prove himself with only a five-race contract, and now he's got the full-season contract, so that's pretty cool. But uh, I've always been a bit of an Adam Cincerillo fan on the 250s. I, I like him a lot. He's pretty funny. Yeah, I, I think uh, both those are good picks. You know, and Barsha came to the racetrack a couple years ago out in Charlotte, and I thought it was pretty cool. He came to check out some flat track, and he actually sat down in the FansChoice.tv booth for a little bit. So it's pretty cool. I think uh, I think that's one one more reason I like to root for him too. And and like you say, he's a good story, and and uh, now he's on the factory Yamaha team and, and looking pretty good. What do you do with all your trophies that you've won? Uh, I actually built this really cool after I got like the first thing I did after I won my championship is I came home and I went out and bought like this barn wood stuff and I put it up on my wall and I made this trophy wall in my room and it, it it's pretty awesome. You know, I kind of just laid there in bed for a few nights, just staring at my number one plays, staring at my championship ring and staring at all my accomplishments I've had throughout my life and these past couple of years racing that 
that's pretty cool to me. You can check that out on my Twitter page. I got a picture of it. Yeah. The, the whole, the whole Barnwood uh, display, is that what you're going to call it? Or you got a name for it or. I don't know. Probably just Colby's accomplishments all in one. Oh, gotcha. I like it. So uh, have you, do you wear the ring around or you just keep it up on the shelf? No, it's actually here with me in Phoenix. I brought it with me so I could check it out, but I don't put it on my finger because I'm always scared. Like I put it on once at uh, Paris there and it got stuck for a second. I just, I mean, I got it off. It fit fine. I just, it it freaks me out to have something like that on my finger. So it's just something to look at, to know that you are the 2017 AFT singles champion. I think that's uh, probably the coolest trophy you could ever have. Yeah, that, yeah. That ring is beautiful, you know, to see the detail that Tommy put into that thing. That's, yeah, I'm looking at it right now, actually. That thing is awesome. I, I can see your smile through this phone call. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's just, uh, it, it's such a dream come true. You know, I've said it so many times, but to start off as a kid racing at 11 years old, just out there having fun with my dad and now to be here being the number one AFT singles rider in the country going into this year with number ones on riding for the best team. You know, it's, it's a dream come true. I'm making a living racing motorcycles right now and I'm working as hard as I possibly can to keep this going. You know, I, I don't want to mess anything up. I want to work hard. I want to succeed. And I want to, I want to be a twins champion one day. That's all good, man. I definitely appreciate the time, and it was uh, great catching up with you. I haven't talked to you since the end of the season, so I look forward to seeing you on that Indian down there at Savannah, and I look forward to seeing that number one plate down there at Daytona. Yeah, thank you, Scotty. I look forward to showing it off to everyone, so uh, I appreciate the call and look forward to seeing you soon. Thanks a lot. That's Colby Carlisle, number one in the AFT singles class. Love it. Good stuff, guys. Right on. That's great. Thanks, Thanks, Colby.